Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. I'm your coach, Coach P, and I am back. I'm your coach, Coach P. I'm your host. You know what? I, I am so tired from this morning. Uh, I had to, actually, I'm doing okay. I had to wake up at 3 a.m. to take my girlfriend to the airport. Um, but it was like, I was like, no, I got this. Like, I'm good. And she's like, are you sure? I feel bad. And I'm like, actually feeling it. Uh, but I digress, you all. I'm still ready. We're still going to have fun. We've got an awesome guest here for you today. We've got another very, very blessed good friend of mine who also went to EKU, just like our beloved CEO, Kayla Diamond. We've been wanting to have this guy on the podcast for a long time. He has been an awesome demonstration of blood, sweat, and tears when it comes to building a business and working with individuals who push themselves every day. Without further ado, Coach Mike Clark, how you doing, my man? What's going on, brother? How, how you been? I'm doing good. You know, it's yeah. uh it's a big change from Phoenix, uh being in Kentucky. Sure. It's 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 not as hot, but the damn humidity, Mike. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I, man, I, I I can say this. I, I feel like the temperature changed from when we was there to now because as soon as you walk outside, it's like a hundred. Well, at least where I'm at. But at the same time, like a hundred degrees in uh Arizona probably feels like 90 degrees with humidity here or right. on the flip side. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, and, pe and people tell me that all the time. They're like, but Chris, it's a dry heat. Motherfucker. Who, it, it's still yeah. hot as hell. It's, 100, <laughs> it's 110 degrees. I don't care if it's a dry heat. You're still a skeleton right, in a lava still, pit. That's um, funny. But uh, just to give our audience a background, you know, I've known mm. Mike for a long time, just as long as I've known Kayla, actually. So Mike and I met at Eastern Kentucky University, where I'm actually a professor now, which you all know. And uh, Mike was my best friend. You know, Mike and yeah. I, we were we lifted weights all the time. We yeah. we hit up Lexington. And did, did you know Sky Bar actually is no longer there? It is, no. it, is it, it is completely different bar now. That's um, painful. Because I, I, I took Kelly down there and I was like, oh, we got to find uh, the bar that we all went to is G is and yeah. it's, it doesn't exist they got shut down um there's Jesus, a completely new man. sky bar now that's completely different um but but Not i digress <laughs> so, my, my, mike and i you know grew up in strength and conditioning no. you know he worked for john mike and football down in there um and even though he wasn't even though you weren't technically a ga we we included you in the ga group because you you pretty much were right 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 from um yeah and, and you know from the strength and conditioning side too is it was a little bit different because you talk about budgets and you talk about like how to how to work things within things. You know what I mean? So um, I wasn't I wasn't really formally known as that, but I had too much experience not to be known as that. You know what right. I mean? And so, so and, then, and this correct. is perfect. So, Mike, if you could uh, take us through just your background, you know, your history in sports, uh, how you got in interested into strength and conditioning, and, yeah. and where it led to now, just so our audience has a good idea of who you are. Absolutely. Well, um, my name is Michael Clark. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know, all around Falcons fan, Braves fan, Hawks fan, just through and through. And I always, always uh, those Atlanta teams on your always posting it, man. <laughs> always posting it, and you know it just it's it's, it's you know it's, it's me, it's me. It runs through my blood, and the cool thing about that is um that especially being in um that city, which is a lot of uh culture, it's a lot of uh very like hip hop based, very like urban based, and. The, the cool thing is it made me, it made me and I would never change back from, you know, or never change the history of what I ever grew up in. So going there, I played, uh, was a multi-sport. I guess, I guess I was kind of a dual sport. I played baseball, I played football and, um, unfortunately, not unfortunately. Well, yeah, unfortunately I wish I played baseball at the other level, but 
I did not. I ended up going to Jacksonville State and playing um, football there. And Jacksonville State is in Jacksonville, Alabama. So I spent about four or five years in Jacksonville, Alabama. It's right like 40 minutes outside of Birmingham and an hour and a hour and like five from Atlanta, Georgia. So it was like as soon as you cross the, the Georgia-Alabama line, it's usually where it's at. Um, usually when people say they don't know where Jacksonville's at, I'll say if you know where Talladega Speedway's at, then boom, it's right there. Mm-hmm. So did my uh, play, play defense line there. And as I was going there, I picked extra science on major because I was kind of on this like, you know, hey, um, I love I love sports and I also love the the background that go into sports, which a lot of people are not very uh well, probably in this in this setting everybody understands it, but a lot of people outside of this setting like don't really know what goes on within, you know, college athletics. And it's more than just, you know, playing sports. You have to uh, you have to go to class, you have to go to study hall, you have to strength train, you have to go through film, you have to do tutoring, you have to, uh, you know, go to sleep on time, you have to get up. And it sounds, it sounds like, hey, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But, you know, everybody has options. That's what you're supposed to do. If you do it the right way, then, of course, it builds a structure of life that, you know, that I'm very happy that I went through. Because right. everything I do now is structured. But um, a lot, a lot of people... I know black hey athletes get everything you know it's kind of it goes both ways right mm-hmm. but going forward from there um when jackson say played football there and my junior year i ruptured my patella tendon which was you know an unbelievable injury my kneecap kind of snapped into my quad muscle and the best way i could think about if you think about a seat belt think about a seat belt and i always give this example because it's like if, if, if it goes straight to the point. Have a seatbelt, the part you clip on, so you have the um, the buckle, which a lot goes in there. And if you were to cut with scissors from the bottom, that the buckle will snap up, mm-hmm. right? So you got to think about my patella tendon, the way oh, it's structured, <laughs> that it snapped from the bottom, and then my kneecap snapped all the way up in my quad muscles. It looked like a thigh pad, actually, oh, which dear is God. crazy. What, what were you yeah. doing when this happened? What Was it during, were you playing? Yes, yes, yes. So it was actually during a camp. So we went, we were doing two days, and that was the last year they actually ruled two days out. So now you can only go to one practice a day. But um, what happened is we was uh, we was training that morning on grass. We were training that morning on grass, and the grass got a lot more give. But at the same time, it rained too. So you kind of have a feel on you know what that feels like. And then a couple hours later, we went back out to the turf, and then we was on a different type of structure that you know we just get out there and warming up and usually you think you'll feel accustomed to it but i i feel like this played a role because my mindset wise like when i'm doing things like you plant you change directions kind of a kind of a certain way but anyway we were doing one-on-ones and um i was going to get a three technique i wanted to do a spin move and my foot got caught in the turf and i just kept going so i just kept going spun around fell i heard like two clicks it was like snap snap and i'm like what is that didn't even feel it got up i took a step my leg just folded back like it was oh unbelievable like like if i was standing straight up like this uh-huh. like this was my kneecap at i got up and i just fell like backwards like this <laughs> just so, so the audience knows mike yeah. is literally holding up like a cord right now and just yeah. bending it in half <laughs> just bending it in half that's what it was <laughs> so as soon as i as soon as i fell back i looked at my knee and that was it was just literally my foot was standing straight up and my kneecap was just laying on the side of the turf like that. Oh my it didn't God. go through, but you can just kind of tell. Right. And then once I said the second time, it snapped up. So now it's a thigh pad. 
But long story short, um, when I got surgery and um, this was this is where I found my passion for sport is um, my strength conditioning coach. He was doing mainly my strength, my strength program. His name is John. Oh, not John Mike. <laughs> John Mike is my guy, though. John Mike is my guy. But his name is uh, Scott Austin. Um, and Coach Austin, I only knew him for about three years because he, he's a Navy SEAL. So by my sophomore year, that's when he just got back from doing a tour in Kuwait. And that was my first time I ever met him. So he was a guy that was very stern, was very like to the point. And you could tell that he went through stuff like on some days, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, or I say this, he didn't vibe with a lot of people. He didn't, he didn't get along with a lot of people, but there's some people he did. And luckily I was in that, 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 uh, group of people that he, he enjoyed talking to me. So when I was going through my rehab, I remember going through my leg press after just crushing over there, trying to do my opposite leg so I can have some type of memory to my, my right. So it won't be too far off, you know, it happens automatically. And, um, I, I, I got to talking with him. I'm like, man, how do you get into strength conditioning? You've been in uh, Kuwait for the past four years and you've been kind of on and off, on and off. And he was like, um, I did a lot of strength conditioning stuff. Also, when I was on tour as like a, as an, a help or assistant, but he did it to kind of stay in the game of when he comes back from his tours that he'll still be in, you know, the college setting or he can go wherever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I would love to hear more. And he looked at me, he was like, we can really go to go down this road. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So ever since then, I've been going through a bunch of internships with him. And then uh, my senior year, I end up just saying no to sports. I didn't finish out. I didn't finish out, but I was still, yeah. I did my junior year, my senior year. I was just like, look, um, I'm I'm, I'm not going to the NFL. I mean, things are fun. You know what I mean? But there's a point that a certain situation happened. You got to think about long-term. So what what I was luckily luckily enough to, to happen is that I ended up still being with football, but also being in the weight room and somehow, you know, still kept my, uh, my, um, I guess football scholarship, mm-hmm. you know, money, but just through strength and distance stuff, which I absolutely love and going through different rabbit holes and like going with track and field and hanging out with, uh, with uh, basketball and it was kind of weird because it was all the same age so the authority component was like i mean look y'all don't have to listen to me right i just know as much as you do but the the trust of me telling you i'd rather for you to do this than do this is very big so that's when relationship i understood would go a long way even to this point now but um that's awesome i didn't know that your junior that you stopped your junior year. I thought you played all the way through, but it, it was almost like, cause my next question was going to be like, how did you deal with that knee injury? Because we have a lot of athletes ourselves in evolve and our own sports therapist have all had like these crazy injuries that they bounced back from. It sounds like your story. You actually was a blessing in a way that you were in the strength and conditioning room because you just kind of fell into your passion and found sure. it and just started instantly getting experience and learning from it. Like, is that, is that pretty sure. much how that went? Uh, that's exactly how it went, man. I, it was, I, I, I really still didn't know what I wanted to do. I was almost flirting with between that athletic, like the ATC route. 
I wasn't sure. And then I got to the point where I'm not taping no damn ankles because that's, like that's not me. No yeah. <laughs> I'd be just big as hell going in there. I'm like, okay, no, that's not it. Yeah, you're you're but, a tall ass being in there talking yeah, about yeah. and all that. Yeah. So um, I just, you know, ended up hanging around the conditioning room. And I was there 24 7. I just learned a bunch of stuff. And um, it, it, it took me to my next step, which was um, going to graduate at Eastern Kentucky. Now, this is something probably a lot of people don't know. When I was researching schools, I reached out to my strength conditioning coach, Coach Austin, which also reached out to uh, John Mike about this too. And um, and he was like, look, man, just shoot him an email and see what he says, because mm-hmm. I, I guess they already spoke or not. And, right. you know, that was a rival school with us too, which is that funny. Remember, it was the yeah. same conference. It was the same conference. And um, that's kind of a rival school. It was like, hey, if we don't win, then they win, or we tie, or whatever it is. So um, it was kind of funny just reaching out to like another, like a, like a rival aspect of it was like, <laughs> Hey man, uh, I want to get into strength conditioning. Um, I meet all the requirements. If I were to get accepted here, can I be around? Then I just remember John Michael was like, he's a very great guy. Nobody knows John Michael. I highly encourage you to meet him. Um, I, I know uh, he's still, I he's working with, he worked with Olympic sport now, right? Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he worked with Olympic Sport now. So for all of you guys who are, are yeah. trying to figure out who the hell John Mike is, John Michael Davis is the head director of strength and conditioning at Eastern Kentucky University. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when Mike and I were there together, he was only over football, right? He was director of strength and conditioning for football. Now mm-hmm. EKU's strength and conditioning program has kind of evolved in a way where John Mike is still the overlord, but he's no longer over football. Right, right. And, and from, my, from my, I think he said this too. I remember... We were talking, he went to App State. I know he played tight in App State. I remember that he was like, when he got hired, he was one of the youngest head strength conditioning coaches in the country at the time. And if I wasn't mistaken, I think he was like, I don't know, like 32 maybe. Don't quote me on that age, but I just remember that he was like, he was one of the youngest strength conditioning coaches of that era of the rest of the country. And it was, it was, you know, he, they they knew he was about because people hire you off of course like who you know but at the same time like does it fit like right. does it do you mesh well with the community do you mesh well with the students the coaches the uh the uh even the athletes from some sort you know but retracting like going all the way back that's how i got in east kentucky and luckily i got in john mike was like yeah come hang out and then that's how i met chris that's how i met my boy eugene it was all in the same graduated class graduate 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 no, what I'm trying to say um grad school program and that's how we all became friends from that and then you, and then you met Kayla too during that time and met Kayla too because she was in athletic training yep she was so in athletic she, training I do remember she'll that she'll tell you now she doesn't like athletic she, I bet I bet I bet I'll see what she does now and it's like I get it so, and it, you know, it's just, it, it's making me all nostalgic because yeah. when, when Mike, when Mike and I were at EKU, that I call that our, uh, our supplement experimentation years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. With, uh, remember craze and we were playing around with that supplement where they found out that it actually had baby meth in it. We were, we, we, we were wondering why we were seeing God and we were working out. <laughs> and boy, he was helping us during some of those looks oh too. My God. Was great. I, I, I just remember the look on your face being like, this is some other shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wish they still made that. Oh but my yeah. god, we've been getting heart attacks left and right. Yeah, you see all the bodybuilders yeah. that have been dropping like flies lately, my man. It's been a lie. I haven't. 
I haven't. I'm but, sure uh, I have. But, but we digress, y'all. We won't. We won't keep it too long on, on our history. But what I really want to dive in is I want Mike to tell his story, how all of his past now led him to what he does now as a successful entrepreneur with yeah. his own business, working with young athletes, right? Uh, you working with young athletes? Basically, everybody's treated the same, so I don't even categorize. Categorize. So, if there. you could detail, you know, you know. Take us through what 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 is your business? What's the name of your business? How you got there? Because I remember when you were in. Are you still in Cornelius? Um, I'm in the city now, so I'm in. Uh, oh, I'm in Charlotte. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm in so city, if yeah. you could tell us, you know, just a, a brief background of how you got from EKU to where you are now as a strength and conditioning coach, um, entrepreneur. Yeah. So um, when I graduated Eastern Kentucky, I was uh, I was hoping I can get in the strength and conditioning world as far as like the connections that we grew and the people that we know. But over time, as that call didn't come, because based on semesters and years or whoever, I was like, well, I got to do something in order for me to, you know, kind of keep my knowledge and keep learning. So what I did is I went to this, uh, I ended up getting hired at this place called uh, Champion Sports Performance, which is in Lake Norman, North Carolina, which is a 14,000 square feet uh, facility, turf inside, outside, um, like 50 yards outside, 40 yards inside, weight rooms on both areas. Um, like a, uh, it had everything you need. Is that and that's what I visited you, right? In that's what you visited me at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it transformed us then too, man. But um, that's where I was at. And then as I, you know, accepted the job, I was gonna get contract out of different places as well. So when it came to uh, like super, like super athletes or whatever you want to call it, you know, I I went the NASCAR route because NASCAR was there, and I got to work with a, a team there. For a couple of years, just training drivers, training uh, pit crew members, oh, and just cool. using more that. my yeah, just using more of my you know experience um to you know help that out, and they just treat it like anybody else, except for the driver component. It's whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. but um did that, and then um I was you know formulating the formulating like my thought process was evolve, evolving over time, and it was like okay, I really can't make uh jack man any better right like i mean you save time off but what what are you actually doing like what's the value that you're doing besides you know so like, hey i work for blank and blank right like oh man that's cool right so it was like okay i need to learn how to adjust a little bit so going from that component of it um i end up working for actually i ended up working for a team usa for, for swimming so swimming like a lot of our up-and-coming swimmers now that will pretty much be on the Olympic team this these uh, few this next squad coming up oh, is wow. I work with yeah develop development athletes like um they're all right now like at Tennessee Michigan um South Carolina Florida and they're top of the top like you would hear their names but I've been working with them since they were 12 all the way to their 17 graduating which is great wow. and I worked under a I worked under a guy named um what's his name um Dave Marsh and Dave Marsh was uh, the head Olympic coach in 2016 when went to Rio for women. Mm-hmm. So he knew what he was talking about and it was just like his mind spins a lot differently. But it's, but besides the point, I had to learn how to get creative and learn swimming, right? Because right. swimming, the way I think about it from a strength conditioning standpoint, it's everything that's opposite of what you do on land. So that's the way I had to program myself. Like, hey, if I was a fish in the water and I couldn't walk or run because swimmers can't walk or run, if you've ever seen them run, it's a funny <laughs> sight, right? 
um, you got to kind of flip every, you got to kind of flip everything to where it happens more efficient in the water. And then it got to the point where I met Keenan Robinson. He's, uh, he's, um, if everybody know Michael Phelps, he's Michael Phelps strength coach during the whole, uh, like since he was like 16, which was great. And I started making connections in the swimming world like that. And then it was like, okay, I'm kind of getting to the point where it's like, okay, now I'm helping younger athletes that are high level to achieve their goal over time, which is either to get into college, to be on an Olympic team or represent Team USA, you know, in any of those aspects. So it's now it's like, okay, I'm involved in the process with helping them grow, helping them change their mindset, like helping them um, uh, just having another person to talk to. You know, Mike, if you could pause for one second, I think this is a great opportunity. Yeah. I would love to hear your perspective on coaching younger kids like that and younger athletes mm-hmm. and what your philosophy is as far as how to be a good coach, to have a good impact on a younger person, mm-hmm. not only as an athlete, but as right. their growth as an individual. Right. Um, you know, I really think. Cause it sounds like I'm you've not, had so much experience working with these kids. Like you've right. with this, you've got to have your own philosophy now. And I work with, I work with just, I work with like I, over time. I was like thousands and thousands of kids. And I really just think that it's a, okay. To be straightforward, like kids don't like listening to their parents. So who else are they going to listen to? Right. But right. just, I feel like just from my personality, the way I, I'm firm on certain things. Um, I'm a lot bigger than other people too, which helps. But it's like it's almost like how can you <laughs> how can you meet how can you meet kids like in, like not even in the middle, just how can you like take a step back and just kind of listen to what they're going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that from my because I was the only child growing up, and I had to I had to learn how to you know be friends with or be friends with different type of people, like the quiet ones, the loud ones, whatever, because at the end of the day, I'm not going to go, I can't go back home and hang out with my sister or my brothers. It's just me. So I learned how to adapt over time with different type of people. And I feel like I can relate with a kid very easily. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a skill. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm just blessed with that personality, whatever it is, but I can relate with a lot of people. And then there's like, it's levels to it as well. So I don't know if that answers your question, but just seeing thousands and thousands of this type of kids and when at a certain age, they all act the same, right? Girls and guys are completely different. Guys at the age of 13 are very immature. Girls at the age of 13 think they're 19. And it's like, wow. okay, what's the level on that? And it's like, take half of it and kind of bring it back down. So, so there's something I'm actually curious, you know, I want to, I want to get into a lot of the coaching psychology yeah. for you. I didn't, I didn't even know yeah. this is something I wanted to talk about, but yeah. I, I teach the behavior. So I completely changed one of our courses at EKU. That was, it was group exercise. And I'm like, I don't want to teach group okay. exercise. Yeah, and no so doubt. I changed it into a coaching psychology class and mm-hmm. how you can govern a group of people. Like if you were a strength and conditioning coach or a group exercise leader and how you cultivate a better landscape, a better morale amongst your, amongst your kids or your athletes or whoever you're working with in there. And so I guess my, my biggest question to you is what is your overall philosophy on how you build character in those that you work with. And then I would love to have your thoughts on how you give feedback when your yeah. kids get things wrong, because there's, there's such a big thing going on right now. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So this is perfect. Did you see what's going on at EKU right now No, uh, I'm with, not. Uh, with coach Jane and softball? 
No, no, no. So Jane's being being investigated for being overly abusive to the softball girls. Right. Uh, and so, like, uh, you know, I was getting into a conversation with some people. Like, are we living in a time where people are too soft? Or are coaches actually being assholes? Or actually yeah. coming across the wrong way and communicating with their athletes? Because you and I know, you know, as well as anybody else, you can't degrade an athlete in front of their team, in front of everybody. You yeah. can't degrade them per- permanently, mm-hmm. like, at all. Like, that would... Mm-hmm. It, it, does nothing in building a relationship with your athlete. Should you be soft and super nice on your athlete? No, but there's yeah. a better approach to inspire growth mindset. What, what are your right. thoughts on all of that? Um, yeah, man, I, I think, I think a lot of people that are like coaches now that have been in the system for a long time, like for example, you know, there's some coaches that have been there for 20 years, 30 years, you know, 15 years, but technically it almost seemed like they had tenure, but nobody's really like evolving like how it should be. Because back right. in the day, like especially not even okay, not even that long. I don't know why I've been back in the day. Like we really never <laughs> we we really never like sat down and talk about, you know, how we felt, right? Right. We never because that that was seemed as, you know, as very soft or like, you know, that's not that's not being manly, you know. But right. now times are starting to evolve that people's starting to speak up a little bit more and like, hey mental health is now involved in certain things and it's okay to talk about it. So when it comes to that philosophy of coaching, the way I like to approach things, and I actually learned this from a teacher not too long ago. Well, not even from like, I, I've been doing it, but now like a teacher told me what I was doing and it makes co- you know complete sense. Like how you coach somebody is when you make a sandwich. You ever heard okay, about making I'm, a sandwich? I'm following you. I'm following you. Okay. You're making a sandwich. It's like, Hey, you tell them something that they did something really good at. That's like the bread at the top. You tell them something they did really good at. Now, the thing you want them to work on a little bit more is almost like the the meat process. It's like, hey, you know, that was the cookie method. (laughs) Okay, the cookie method. I'm making a sandwich. Hey, it's like, hey, you did really good. But if I can, if I can, um, if I can flatten my back out just a little bit and make it more as a hinge movement then I can be more efficient on my next lift going in. And then you right. just kind of like smash that and boom, give it to them. And I never really, I never, I always been doing that, but I never really thought about it like that. So now it's like, like, Hey, before I give out, uh, before, you know, I just fucking rip somebody in the ass. You gotta be like, Hey, um, this is, this is the problem. You're doing really good with this, but let's kind of clean it up from this. And I guarantee right. this will be better off in the future. And that's how I kind of, like think about whatever situation I'm in and kind of coach things around that because even outside of that, that when you talk to your friend about problems or you, or when you talk to, I don't know, your loved ones, whatever, it's like, Hey, like, this is the problem. I feel like if we do this, we can make it better, but let's work on this and let's both be acceptance to it or whatever. And, I, and that can kind of push that envelope to, you know, success or satisfaction between both of y'all a little bit easier. Right. And so, I, I love that. I 100% agree. That's exactly what we yeah. I teach in my curriculum at, at EKU. And it's just it, it builds rapport, like it builds mm-hmm. respect between the coach and, and the athlete. And there's there's no fear. Like it, when you come off of someone in a degrading way, they a, are going to lose complete respect for you. They're going to build resentment right. Uh, right. and they're they're, they're not going to improve. Performance is going to go down. Right. Um, whereas the cookie method, the sandwich method is absolutely yeah. perfect because you're showing them that 
hey, you notice the good stuff that's going on. You're trying to, you know, build that relationship with them and get them to drop their guard. So then they're more receptive to the feedback. And I think that's, I think that's just a natural innate gift that some coaches have that are just really, really great people. Um, And then others who are just hot off the hot off the press that just need to learn how to calm down. Uh Yeah, man, that's it, man. Cause it's, it's, it's thousands, it's thousands of ways to kind of, you know, uh, shape, a shape an athlete's confidence. But I just feel like that method is for me, it, it just, it's the easiest to understand. And it's, the, it's the best way to apply some things. It might work for some, it might not work for others, but it's all about how you deliver it. Cause everything's about delivery. Honestly, right. like you and gotta, I think you could do that no matter what niche of coaching. Yeah, you're in. absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, Hey, you come off firm, kind of bring it down a little bit to finish off with maybe either something firm or something kind of in between that. And then boom, I think right. that's how a lot of kids, young kids and um, like, you know, anywhere from that middle school to high school age understand. Right. So, and so, you know, just for the sake of time, I want to make sure you have enough time to get through everything. Cause I know yeah. you're on a tight schedule. Um, yeah. If you could now just, you know, I know we got stuck on the psychology route, but yeah, that was yeah, fun. Yeah. I um, love it. I love if, it. If you could dive in now into how you got to where you are now and yeah. then what have been some of the challenges, what have some of been the biggest things that you've learned about running your own business? Because your business is in person, right? Mm-hmm. So your business isn't online. So a lot of right. Kayla, a lot of our community here at Evolve, we have a lot of coaches who have their own online businesses. So what you do is a completely different world. Yes, what are yes, some yes. of the challenges that you've gone through in trying to build a successful business on the ground? That's not over social media. Right. Um, and I can, I can say this, that the biggest, the biggest uh, thing that kind of stuck out to me the most that worked with my personality or just me in general is like, I'm a people person. Like I have to be there so you can feel my energy. It's hard to feel like uh, energy or excitement or, you know, um, you giving your all on a screen, right? Right. So let's uh, let's rewind. Let's go to COVID. Right? I mean, let's fast forward. Let's go to COVID right quick. COVID, crazy time, right? Earth right. shut down. The world shut down. It's like, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, you might as well say it. The Earth shut down. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? So during that time, I was already in the process of like, hey, how can I, you know, how can I build something on my own, right? And that wasn't a time I was thinking about. I was thinking about prior to COVID, but now COVID kind of let me sit back and, you know, what can I do to kind of analyze the situation? But anyway, I was doing a lot of, uh, I was doing a lot of um, training heroic online. I was doing a lot of virtual stuff and, you know, like it, it was, it was boring and it was terrible and it sucked because I'm like, I wasn't there. So it's like, it's right. like, I'm not going to do 30 jumping jacks in the screen and look at you like, Hey, do 30. And like, Oh man, that <laughs> jumping jack was great. Like that's not how I'm built. That's not how I operate. So during that time, that was the hardest part for me to kind of get into where I'm at. But I was sitting there and trying to structure things out my mind. Like, Hey, when we are coming back, because we are here, it's like, how can we make this, a lot a, a lot better and what's the best way to you know uh, perform it so over time during covid me and my business partner nick we started out looking at places looking at places looking at places and our thought process was like okay since covid hit nobody wants to be a lot around a lot of people right so we wanted to kind of structure our group training classes with a max of eight people. A little like, hey, we're gonna have a max of eight people. Facility wise, like, hey, we can find a big one, but we wanna kinda be within the city. So it's not like a lot of big places unless you build it that's in the city of Charlotte. But we were like, hey, 
we can kind of get a, a 16,000 square feet or I mean, my thousand, 1600 square foot facility, kind of build it out. And we can kind of limit, you know, who we come in, who we come out, because a lot of people want more of the personal level and not around so many people as far as coaching. Right. So we got to that point and was like, okay, let's do this. Let's find a spot in South End, boom, lock it down, build it out and all this stuff. So it all came together within like, I don't know, let's say like, about, we've been playing it for like a year and a half, but as soon as we got it in, Feb, in uh, February, the place in February of 2021, we ended up getting it built out in the end of March. No, yeah, in the end of March. And then the middle of May is when we did our soft opening, which was great, but it was still during like COVID time. Mm-hmm. So what I was doing prior to that, while working on that, I still had to make money somehow. So I went to a lot of fields. I went to a lot of fields around. And the cool thing is, like, athletes still want to train because they know sports coming back. So that never, that I was lucky enough that never, like, like hit me like I would hit other people, right? Because so were, I'm you a, like, were you, like, making sales? Like, you were, like, going to fields looking for kids that still wanted no, to train? No, so, no, so it was a lot of people that I had for my previous job. Oh, okay. That, like, was still tapped in with me. It was like, okay, like, hey, I know that place ain't open. I know you you know, you dipped out. I'm not trying to be there. So what are we doing? I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go to a field. I know it's not, that I know it's not occupied. Right. And let's, let's run some places out of there. I mean, run some classes out of there or whatever, just kind of formulate how I would do things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I end up seeing, man, I end up seeing, um, I end up having days. Where it was like, like for four hours, I had like 12, like kids each. And these are all like high school kids too. Mm-hmm. So over time, it was like in a week, I saw, I still saw like, I don't know, like maybe like 60 different people, which was great. Mm-hmm. And the field that, because um, a lot of fields too were blocked off, but there was only certain fields that you could walk to they didn't want people driving. Right. So a lot of people are like, hey, y'all park here and let's just, you know, walk a mile. Come on, I'll do it anyway for the warm up. Let's get it. And then we're on the field getting after it. So that's the blessing that happened to me that I didn't fall into that pot of like, hey, I was struggling at that time. Right. right? So fast forward now. Anyway, um, where I'm at is uh, it's called uh, it's called Integral Performance Training. That's the name of my business now and my partners. And um, what I try to do is bring the method of strength conditioning as if I was in East Kentucky or I was at Alabama or if I was at the uh, the Falcons facility in the strength conditioning room into a private sector gym. And it's like, hey, as soon as you walk in there this is what we have on the board. It might be a sprint day. It might be an energy circuit day. It might be a, um, a heavy emphasis upper with lower body dynamic or flip side or total body or whatever it is with mobility drills, with prehabilitation stuff written on the board with rehab stuff on the back end of it. And just kind of trying to create a culture of force performance for everybody and not just for athletes. I love that. So, That's awesome. Um, so yeah, there you go. So what are, what are some of the biggest challenges as a business owner that you face on a daily basis? Or what, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in becoming your own business owner? Man, um, that things take time. Things take time and things cool off too. Everybody loves a new business that starts out. Everybody loves it. Like, oh man, I love this place. Um, I'm my, that's my friend. Let me go support. You buy, oh, I'm rolling in it. Like the first couple months, you oh, this is great. But after the time when that buzz go away, it's like, okay, like I still have my, I still have my same people that's going to come out there, my same clientele. How do I grow? And it's hard to grow because you haven't been there long enough, right? Because right? your friends support you, but everybody don't know who you are. 
So the importance of uh, social media, which is very big, like that, that's like we have, we, in this world, we have a lot, like in our era right now, we have a lot easier to make something happen versus our parents growing up just because of technology difference of that. So you, you are know? using social media to attract I, and build I, clientele. Oh yeah. I use, I use social media to attract and build clientele. And, um, and that's how I kind of bring them in too. Like the, the big thing is like a lot of athletes like seeing, like seeing their stuff posted up because it's, it's like feedback. It's like, Oh man, I'm working hard. It looks good. Like, Hey, let me, uh, tag this person in it. And then they'll restore it, and then their friends can see it. And they're like, "Oh man, you work? Where are you working at?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm working with Coach Mike at IPT. You should check him out." And then, boom, I get a text message, so I get a call, right. right? So, from a social media component, as far as like uh, for the athletes and for the the uh, the high school kids, is 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 easier because everybody's on there, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's Instagram, that's Snapchat. That's this is where you got this is where you got to be young at. Like you got to know the social media app. You got to know what's going on. Like that's TikTok. This is what keeps my clientele kind of moving because you know I use TikTok for training. Like you hop on my TikTok, you see a bunch of kids doing a bunch of stuff, and it's like going viral. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, man, that's I, cool." I, I like, still see your stuff a lot. Yeah, man, and it's like that's the biggest part of building the the high school, the college population because that's what they're on. Now, when it comes to more of the the older adult side, you know, Facebook, that's it, basically. Right. You know, hell, emails. I don't know. Do, do you still <laughs> like, work with older adults, or are you still just yes, primarily yes. kids? Yes. And um, that's that's funny you said that, especially in. I'll say this: in the demographic down mat, the older adults are like thirty six, thirty seven. Right. So not even really that old, right? Uh-huh. But um, that was the demographic that I chose coming towards South Charlotte because it's an urban. I mean, it's a young city, right? It's it's like a banking capital of the world. Like, there's so many banks here, and everybody's a banker besides me, or in <laughs> or in tech besides me. So that's great for me. You know what I mean? Right. And um, and and it's 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 hard too because everybody also has a gym. Everybody has a Barry's boot camp, a Orange Theory, a boot camp, a CrossFit on every block. Everybody has that. And, it's, and now it's like, what's the point of separation between you and everybody else? And I really believe that the sports performance stuff that I'm giving out down this part of Charlotte is very like untouched. And people are curious when they walk by and like, oh, let me walk in there and see what that. I'm like, hey, yeah, come in, check it out. On a board, you can do everything as far as this, this, and this, and you could be an athlete too. Mike, I love that, that you said that about. because yeah. there's so many people out there that are just like, oh, well, how am I going to make it in this market? It's saturated. There's a million online personal trainers and a million business owners. It's like, yeah. yes, but your your people pick you for you. And I think yep. that's the biggest separation that a lot of people don't understand. And so just and to hear you say good. how confident you are and what you yeah. bring to the table yeah. is what sets yourself apart from other businesses. And I love that, Mike. That's it. Man. You got to be out in the community, relationships. You got to, you just got to, you just got to go out there and be yourself. Like being yourself is the easiest thing you could possibly do. You know what now I mean? That's, that's probably the answer to the next question. Cause I know we're running out of time quickly cause you got to go coach. Um, but mm-hmm. one of the questions that I wanted you to address before we let you go um, is 
let's start with two part question. The first one, because we have two different camps and I want to make sure that all of our listeners, you know, get some value out of you today is yeah. what advice can you give to individuals looking to change their health, their fitness, the mentality, and you can give a specific to athletes, but you work with all populations. So right. what advice do you give to people who are looking just to get better, to get healthier or improve their performance for their sport or just for life in general? Yeah, man. Um, so the way I think about it, everybody's treated the same. Like, um, as far as training, everybody's coach is the same. It's only that 10% that's different. But you have to be 100% consistent in order to see changes, right? But I use that word so much because consistency is it. You know, consistency is it. It's like, hey, if I can walk, if I can walk seven times a day, I mean, seven times a day, sorry. If I can walk, <laughs> if I can walk seven <laughs> days a week for, for uh, 30 minutes, for the next uh for the next month I, I guarantee you that that threshold will just kind of move to a little bit and now with me not dying at 30 minutes i could probably push myself to 35 <laughs> minutes and that's just more of the consistent <laughs> flow of just keeping it going so consistency is number one like that's that's the biggest part you can make when it comes to any type of change no matter if it's like i want to read more i gotta uh read often right if i want right. to sprint faster i gotta sprint often it's not like, hey, I do one one time, one day, and then not come back to it to 14 days later. It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? So it's got to be like literally stacking bricks up at a consistent speed, at a consistent pace every day for you to see some sort of change in whatever you want to make. Oh, I love that, Mike. That's absolutely yeah. perfect. Let's let this go to our now. Let's get the business side of you now. Okay. is what advice can you provide our fitness coaches who are building their brand, finding their niche, you know, struggling to embrace their challenge because you, you, you illustrated it perfectly with your journey. Like you, you had an injury, you fell into strength and conditioning. Like you, you went through your graduate school and then COVID happened, but you still found ways to connect with others and get yourself out there and basically just grind your ass off until now you yeah. have your own business. That's doing awesome and thriving and how you really highlighted being yourself. What can you tell our coaches about building their brand, finding who it is that they're meant to help, and how to embrace challenge when they have their own business? Man, that's, that's a real big question. Um, the way, I guess, you just, uh, I don't know, it's tough. I think you have, to, you have to be more involved in your community, right? You have to be more involved in your community. You have to go to, I, I'll, talk, I'll, speak, I'll speak more for me, like, I, I, I know a lot of parents from my prior job, but I also stay in touch with a lot of people, right? So I stay in touch with a mom that I worked with six years ago, but we almost like the best friends. It's like, how can I, how can I still be within a community from away from, away from the community? That makes sense. Um, I try to, I try to get out. I try to meet different people at, you know, different, different places, right? Um, I think, I think that just you being seen a lot more than outside your gym will help you out the most because you're not your gym. You are you. Right. And that's the biggest part. Like your, your job description does not dictate who you are. You dictate who you are because if your job was to get taken away from you, if your business were to fail, that's that's you know it would have failed but you'll still be you at the end of the day and it's like okay now i got some strategies that's why talking to people being in relation like being in community constantly communication with different people can kind of 
help you stay um, relevant in what you're doing, even if it does go away. Everybody like, oh man, I remember Mike from two years ago. He's a really good person. And he also remembered my favorite color was purple. I'm gonna reach out to him because I know he needs help or right. something like that. You know, so I think just 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 you being out in the community to be a little bit more can help out because people run businesses. People runs like people and, run businesses, you know, it keeps you in the game. Yes. And I love that, Mike. And I think that's relevant even for our coaches who are only online, because if they right. see that as even online, they have their own communities, just being present, reaching out to people, providing that's value. True. I think it just goes the longest way and just showing people who you are. Mike, I just, ah, I absolutely love that. I know we're running out of time. I know you got to go, but I've got one more thing for you. What are your concluding thoughts here? If you had one message that you wanted to share for others, whether it's our community or just anyone who's going to watch this podcast, what would you say to them? What is your message that you want to say to the world? My message is, my, my message is, hey man, life's, life's tough. But if you stick, if you stick to it, and you grind it out. I'm still going. You'll you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Because there's all there's always there's always something very good that comes out of something very bad. You could be at your lowest point, but just understand that if you still you know stick with your faith, you still think what stick with what you're doing, doing right by yourself, doing right by other people, that you'll come out the hole and you'll be at a point to where you never see yourself be at. You know, so. And life is hard, but just got to keep your head down and keep grinding, man. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you'll be satisfied with what you did in the past. Mike, I can 100% attest to the fact and to our audience that you are the prime example of exactly that. I have seen you go from where we were as graduate students to where you are now. And it's nothing short of amazing, yeah, Mike. Man. I'm proud of you, dog. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. I mean, it's a lot, man. I'm proud of you interviewing me, my boy. It's great. <laughs> Mike, if our audience wants to learn more about you, where can they find more information about you? Yeah, man. Um, I think my biggest um my biggest platform from a selling standpoint is my website at <laughs> www.integralperformancetraining.com. Or you can follow me at um Instagram at Mike, the letter N T H E A M. So it's Mike and the AM. Um <laughs> Facebook. I don't get on Facebook. I need to start doing that a little bit better. But I'm um, usually those two of my biggest uh, my biggest platforms that you can see a little bit more about it. Mike, thank you so much. I have no doubt that we're going to have some people learn, learn some more about you. We really appreciate your time and having you. It's been it's been great catching up, dude. We got to get you out to Kentucky soon so you can come see. Everybody. Yeah, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to come to a game this. Uh, I'm trying to come to the game this year. So yeah, I will. Yeah, I, you'll be my first person to call, man. <laughs> Promise. Promise that, Mike. Thanks so much for your time, y'all. We're going to get out of here. All Everyone who's listening, I hope you guys had a great time with this episode. Thanks, Mike's one of the best, and he continues to shine as a great example for us all. We'll see you all soon. Coach P is out.